Crofty and Grado hear the stories behind some of Glasgow's best-loved restaurants. One day, Sean Connery and Billy Connolly were sitting down there together having a meal. I've got the pictures to prove all that. And Billy, you know what he's like, you know? You know the difference between you two? You're both 007 as far as I'm concerned. He's licensed to kill and you're licensed to sell curries, you know? <laughs> Crofty samples the vegan options. There's like a party in my mouth, but the guy's got a blowtorch in it. And Grado samples everything else. That's the best thing I've tried yet. That is amazing. Before the ultimate test, the Dougie bag. Oh, man, that's good. <laughs> Episode 2 at Murphy's Pakoda Bar is available now. Search for Rate the Plates wherever you get your podcasts with Glasgow Taxis. Become your own boss and become part of their team now. The Go Radio Football Show, keeping you up to date as the build-up to the new season begins. Let's go! And this is Paul Cooney along with Peter Grant. 0808 17 17 700. What a weekend of sport it's been. Peter, what about that match yesterday? Alcaraz beating Djokovic. Absolutely magnificent. The mentality of both players, yeah. the quality of both players. And great respect shown, you know, they were fighting for every yeah. point and every game. It's one of the best games of tennis I've ever seen. You yeah. know, but a young man playing as well as he did against such an experienced campaigner was tremendous credit to him. It was magnificent, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. We're less than three weeks away from the kickoff, August the 5th. It's getting closer, two weeks and five days to go, and we're going to be there right throughout the season, five till seven every night, and more to come. We'll tell you in the coming weeks. Peter, the latest news today, um, a Ranger star looks to be nearing the exit. He came from Aberdeen, what, two and a half years ago? 25-year-old Scott Wright looks to be on his way to Turkey, to Pendik Spore. Listen, I think it's good for these boys that they want to go out and play. They've obviously spoke to the manager. They're bringing in new players in different areas, but they all seem to be forward players at this moment in time. And Scott wasn't a regular. I think he's one of these kids that, okay, maybe make a few shillings when he goes to Turkey, but I think any player that's worth his salt, you've got to play. I don't care. And going to Turkey is another experience for him, and great credit to him, because it means he sit back here and play the safe one. But again, an opportunity to go there. And I think you said earlier, I think they've just been promoted. So it'd be interesting to watch all and build accounts that Kent started really well over there as well. So I'm sure he'll be quite happy going into that new season, as I say, and excitement to play in a new league. Rangers' hopes of thrashing out a deal for the attacker, Danilo. We've talked about it for a week or two. They've stalled so far because the Feyenoord boss, Arnie Slot, he wants a replacement in place before sanctioning the move. So it's far from being over, but it probably costs four, four and a half million. Well, but... the chief executive, I watched him talking yesterday and he was talking about the monies that was coming in. They do it different than they did last year because when the monies came in last year, they spent it straight out. They said, that's not going to happen this year. And I'll be quite happy because, as I said last week, Daniel, every time he's playing a pre-season friendly so far, he scored. So <laughs> I'm hoping he stays there. <laughs> Rangers fans will be raging at that one, but we'd expect nothing else. Absolutely. Uh, Peter Grant is with us for the next hour or so. Um, League Cup, Peter, at the weekend, look at the clubs that are struggling already. St Mirren, St Johnson, Morton and Dundee United all losing at the weekend and uh, you know it's tough for them isn't it you've got a view because you experienced this at Dunfermline just a couple of years ago well I said to you last year Paul I mean uh, I was at games and ironically it was St Mirren last year we played against Adrian Adrian played very well and St Mirren uh, lost the game 2-0 and they were booing the team off the pitch and Stevie and that and how great a season they ended up having I just think the difficulty having the League Cup prior to it a lot of the players are just coming back yeah. They've not had a big break. 
some of the teams that's involved, you know, the part-time boys, I'm not even getting their... I was at a game, Clyde and Saturday, they had two substitutes. With the Aggies? Yeah, yeah, because these boys have still got to go on holiday. Two subs? Yeah, because you're not allowed to use trialists. And that's a big thing that's been changed. Yeah. You know, so if you're looking at players to come in, and I'm sure some of the, these part-time clubs depend on the loan yeah. system, yeah. you know, so that's a problem for them. But the clubs you're talking about, it does put pressure on you. As I say, when I was at Dunfermline, we won the games and everybody was talking yep. how good we were. I told you we scored the most goals in the competition in the early part. Yep. Then I couldn't win a game in the league. But the pressure comes for that, uh, the respect that because you're trying to get a group together, you're trying to get them fit, you're trying to get players game time, you know? Because even though you're, people will say, oh, I don't need to have got a good squad and you should be able to do this, that and the next thing. Yeah, it is, but you're still trying to get up your fitness. And everyone's not perfect right away when you come back pre-season because you're working completely different. There's a difference fitness levels going on. There's different training sessions going on all the time. You're try trying to find your legs, as they say. And people say, ah, oh, but you should always beat someone down there. That's easy for the side. Sure. And I was listening to you earlier on saying, well, they're under pressure already. But that's what people perceive. Mm -hmm. And the manager feels that because he knows he's got to win games. But as early in the season, I think it's a real difficult one. And I, I'm not a great believer in it. As I said to you before, I think the league should start first. Because then you'd think everybody should be up to speed. And it allows them to get their friendlies in and get the players and most of the players in the door that they would like. So what's happening with the big two? Rangers are back from Germany getting ready for that Alan McGregor testimonial against Newcastle United who will be in town shortly and for Celtic back from Portugal and they're off now to Japan. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to two games over there in the next five days. Yeah, it's very important as you say. It's trying to get that mixture as I'm talking about the games and I don't mean seriousness. You know, getting a, a shape about them. For Brendan, instance, seeing the players that he never seen, because I think there's only two or three, as I said, from last year, uh, the last time, sorry, he was here, and seeing where they are, the type they're, went, they're going, the changes that he's talking about, implementing to the team compared to last season, small details. And I think these things are so, so important. That's what you try and get out of that with training sessions. And even the games coming up, yeah, you want a performance, yeah, you want the players to try and play well, but I don't care how the results go. It's just as you say, if players are getting fitter, because all you want as a manager is when the league starts that you've got everybody available and fit. That's all you're looking for and that's all you're praying for during these games. Yes, you want performances and fitness levels to go up, but the biggest thing is when you're ready to start a league programme, the air players are all fit. Headline today in the papers was again about Kieran Tierney. Uncertainty down at the Emirates. Is he on his way? And is he coming to Glasgow? So Brendan Rodgers was asked about it. He said he doesn't think Celtic would pay 25 to 30 million the transfer fee and the wages would be hard to meet, the Arsenal style of wages, which are probably over £100,000 a week. But I think he basically said, never say never again. I think you always want to be in the top drawer, as I say, looking for the top players. And if you can afford them, you want to be involved in the party that's going to try and get them. And I think Brendan's right. Because if it was possible to do, I remember when we came in at first and when I came back with Tony, I'd been speaking to Robbie Keane and Robbie Keane had said to us, I'd try and get us up to Celtic and I was like, we couldn't afford you, blah, blah, blah. And then sure as fate, at the end of that window, the Robbie thing happened, you know, that yep. was the sort of situation. So you never know, Paul, and maybe circumstances maybe help Celtic. Listen, I think Brendan's been quoted also, he's got two left backs there, and especially Greg Taylor, who was exceptional. He really praised them, didn't he? And yeah. that was good, as you say, and I the think Scotland International. And I, yeah. I know the type of guy, especially Greg, I, I know the, the, the boy, I know how hard he'll work and how professional he is. And after the season he's had, he's been excellent. You know, but maybe it's something that Brendan's looking at as well. He knows he can play Kieran in different areas of the pitch as well. You know, so Brendan, it's not just a left back you're signing, it's a football player you're signing, a Kieran Tierney type. But as I said last week, I'm surprised it's only Newcastle that's getting mentioned yeah. with him because there's a hell of a lot of clubs could do with a Kieran Tierney.
And Celtic are very close to a £1 million deal for the South Korean midfielder Kwon Hyok Kyu. The Busan Eye Park manager said the 22-year-old probably played his last match yesterday for the club. So it's this time of the year. The Celtic fans, we spoke to some on Friday evening saying they're looking for more transfers and this marquee signing. Is it going to come this week? Could this be the week that Celtic... Um, but marquee Pay signings I, know, well I see you know, smiling I, I, yep. because I'm saying what's a marquee signing because mm, we, sure. we didn't know what Kyogo was I, I, yep. I said it last yep. week we don't know what Kyogo was sure. and it wasn't a marquee signing yep. he obviously came and done what he's done Jota Jota all these guys Jota the first year was loan obviously and then Tainum last year Cameron so Carter we, we never know you know and listen sometimes it's not possible and as I say there's a, there's a level you're talking about Kieran Tierney being maybe the A drawer then there's guys in the B drawer and the C drawer maybe it's where you can afford in the Scottish game and the Scottish wages you know so that's what we've got to be careful of and listen it's not always the marquee signings that's going to produce that moment for you it's the other guys you don't know and you think wow he was brilliant for us and that's what you're looking for and it's going to be an interesting one as I say even the way Brendan sets the team up that's what we're going to be looking at mm -hmm. and then I still think there's people to go out the door. Yeah. That's what it looks like as Who well. Who do you think's going to go then? I don't know. I don't know. I just think with so many midfielders coming, how's David Turnbull feeling? I really like yeah. David Turnbull. You know, and I'm thinking to myself, where's he going to play? Is he going to shoot to the front of it? Which he could do under Brendan. Could the know? style suit him actually? Could, actually, yeah. that's what I'm saying. He's, he's a goal-scoring mm. midfielder. And I really like the kid, you know, and he's just been unfortunate at certain times, you know. Are we going to lose anybody that we don't want to lose? You never know at the last moment. But that's, that's the beauty of this period, you know, that you don't know what's going to happen. And then once the window closes, then everybody talks about that, so let's put it to bed. You know what you've got to try and do. You've got to be trying to be number one up here. To do that, you've got to try and get the best players possible. Rangers uh, spending a few bob on certain players. Obviously, boys coming back from injury. I'm sure Rangers will be still, some of their boys will be going out as well. They're talking about Kamara and that going out. You've got Scott Wright going out today. You have a Kolak uh, was went out as well. So, obviously, they're bringing bodies in. A bit, obviously it tells you maybe the Hadjis, the Roofs maybe they're getting back to a certain level but then when you look at some of them there are a lot of them in the same area so it tells me that maybe some of them maybe need to get moved out you know Lundstrom a year left in his contract because I've made big talks about that before about not letting guys run their contracts he's down. a high earner isn't he yeah and plus the fact they're not what they're wanting if they're going to get anything back in them no now is the time they've got to unless they sign a new contract for sure so that's that's part of it as well so that'll be interesting to watch that going along especially the way Rangers spoke about it last year they were hoping that that was never going to happen again the guy's going away for nothing Ben Davies as well well the Rangers chief executive who started officially on July the 1st James Bisgrove has been elected to the SPFL board after today's AGM Malcolm McPherson the seat of Hibs as well as someone else but um, your view on that I think it's important yeah. that all the clubs have a say in it you know I know Malcolm well Malcolm's mm -hmm. a fantastic man a real big Hibs man the lawyer the big lawyer yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a yeah. fantastic man and Malcolm's one of the ones you'll do everything you possibly can for Hibs yeah. you know to make Hibs successful and be successful with Hibs I'm saying, sure James Bisgrove will be the same for yeah. Rangers and Celtic have their connections on the board it's so important everybody puts their heads together you know for the better of the Scottish game you know we know there's only one to be one winner we know they're always you always want to do well for your particular club but the, the, the big thing we don't want to like we were talking about Cinch last week, weren't yeah. we? Saying, how, how can 11 vote and one say no? That can't be happening. Everybody's got to try to be against so we push Scottish football. And it's in a good place at this moment in time. You've lost a big manager, unfortunately, down south. You've got players going away to Saudi Arabia and everybody's talking about Saudi Arabia, like Jota. So people are obviously watching the Scottish game and we want that to continue and to flourish. And hopefully there's more good players come that 
more people are talking about more managers can do exceptionally well so other clubs are coming through the big clubs and the Premier League are coming again and that's why you hope Andrew goes down to Toronto and does exceptionally well for sure David Moyes many people thought that might be his last season at West Ham but he's in the, the box seat isn't he for the new season Or um, we'll come back to that in a second or two you would see at the weekend I wanted to play this clip where an Australian journalist was speaking about Ange Postecoglou and kind of you know dissed the Scottish game let's put it that way let's hear this moment from the weekend what advice would you give to Ange to deal with this sort of pressure as a newcomer he'll never get more pressure than he did managing Celtic Football Club Celtic Football Club are probably the third or fourth best supported club in the world. And if you manage Celtic Football Club, you're, you're used to pressure. So you'll have no problem. Peter? I've always said it, Paul. Yes. And I, listen, I'm glad somebody like David's quality is coming out and saying that because I was fortunate enough to manage down there. I was fortunate enough to uh, be assistant in the Premier League for as many years. All these things. And when I went about, I couldn't see it. I keep saying it. The pressure is on Celtic and Rangers. Probably Manchester United is the only club that plays under that pressure. I'm glad someone like David's saying it, you know, because he's managed at the top level for a hell of a long time and been exceptional, you know, because the things he'd done with Everton, I think people dismiss that. Then he had the opportunity at Manchester United, didn't quite work, but he's bounced back with West Ham, you know, not just once, but twice, you know. Yeah. And under a very demanding support, West Ham are a massively demanding club. I was fortunate enough to work there. I love my time there. They? They're very much like East End Glasgow. Right, sure, sure. Very yeah. much. Their supporters are very much like that. And I was at the old Upton Park. Of course. You know, and it was tremendous. Was a yeah. brilliant mm -hmm. atmosphere. Every game was always sold out. Loved their football. They live for it. You know, and they're it was, not always just blowing bubbles, yeah, no? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they were always they were always passionate about their club, you know. They loved their football and loved West Ham. They were diehards. And you just thought the pressure it was even came with yeah. that club. What is that about blowing bubbles? I should have asked you. Pretty in the bubbles break. in the air. Yeah, what's that all about? <laughs> hey, it was brilliant. What an anthem that is. It's not as good as the Celtic or the Rangers anthems, is it? I, I'm saying. Do you nothing. want to sing them? Uh, no, I can't. I can't. you go to the blowing bubbles? Yes. I can remember two of them. Yeah. I can't remember any more. It's a great support, isn't it? West Ham. Oh, and there's an affinity, isn't there, with the Scots clubs. Yeah, but you as think well. about yeah. it even more so now. You know, yeah. when they've moved to the new stadium yeah. and everybody was yeah. talking about it at first, losing losing Upton Park atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And they did. Yeah. Do you like the new stadium? The it's an unbelievable Olympics? place. Yeah. An unbelievable place. Mm -hmm. But I still think Upton Park was something special. That was... Are you going you to know. take us down there then? Uh, yeah, the absolutely. Because you're, you're part uh, of it? Was Are the negotiations still going on? We were, <laughs> I was, we were fortunate enough, Paul. Yeah. We had a very good time there. We got into uh, Europe. We got the FA Cup final with Gerard, the 3-3 game. Yeah. So we have four minutes to go for it and it's just went up and then the next thing he's equalised and we're 2-1 up, you know, so at that particular time. So it wasn't ideal, but it was a fantastic day and people say probably the best cup final in many a year. It was 3-3, ended up, I always think we lost 3-2, but I forget we lost in penalties. <laughs> <laughs> so James Bisgrove on the SPFL board. I'm laughing there when you mentioned Malcolm McPherson because I worked at another radio station for a while and one day after I'd been told it's all over. Um, somebody phoned me and said, oh, have you got a good employment lawyer? And I said, I didn't know I needed one until 10 <laughs> minutes ago. And it was Malcolm McPherson. <laughs> to be fair, it was all good. It was all... Oh, he's, uh, a, he's a good yeah, man. Yeah. And oh, he no, fight, it was good anyway. I was going to say, if he'd fight tooth and nail for Hibs. I do always remember that line. Have you got a good lawyer? I didn't know I needed one. <laughs> <laughs> Mentioning Robbie Keane, as you did a few moments ago, he obviously had a great career. Well, here in England, came to Traffic Scotland, and yeah. Italy and America. And they loved him there as well. And today, look at the scenes uh, into Miami with Messi arguably the greatest player in the world okay in the autumn of his career but World Cup win, winner what, eight months ago we're very fortunate Paul we've lived in a period with some world top world class yeah. players we're very, 
people say Ronaldo, Messi, and I just say we're very, very fortunate we've lived in a period when they've been there. When you, your father's not God yeah. rest him, mm-hmm. talked about Puskases and all that. Yeah, that's yeah. where we are. With the we played brilliantly in Glasgow. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But yeah. we're with the Messis and the Ronaldos. They're yeah. completely different types of players. But as I say, it's fantastic. I hope Messi's still at the levels, you know, because he proved in that the World Cup in Qatar, he was he lifted the team, you know, in certain ways. That Barcelona team he was involved in, I was very fortunate to be the Man United Cup final against Barcelona, you know, when they, they were outstanding at Wembley. Yeah. I was there with Peter and Raymond, and it was yeah. one time you get an opportunity to sit with your kids, and you just think how blessed you were that day in that particular game because that team were brilliant. Yeah. That was them at their palm against an exceptional team, and. It, so Alex Ferguson was very gracious after about to Manchester yep. uh, to Barcelona, Barcelona saying, "Wow, we've just been beating the best team, probably club side ever." Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> you know in their performance because they were exceptional that night and messing that. Wow, he yeah. was brilliant because he's a man who won a cup final, as you know, and went crazy Absolutely. with his team because they beat Rangers. Absolutely. Remember, he wasn't happy, but he was really magnanimous. It was just the strength of the guy, isn't it? And the yeah. confidence, and he was right. Yeah, absolutely, and they were special. You know, obviously yeah. Guardiola was a manager at that yeah. particular time. But as you say, as a manager, you need exceptional players. You need an exceptional team of players. You know, every one of them would get any team in the world at that particular time. Are you excited about the new season then? Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. That's You always look forward to And players are the same. Players are in this period of now, not liking playing friendly, right. not doing pre-season. Yeah. You just want the season to start, you know, as in the league game's ready to start. Because all this building up, all that, you're always concerned. You don't want an injury, you know, and the training's, as I say, completely different. And that's why I feel for the boys at the weekend ever the great results. Yeah. It's not ideal because no matter what, your supporters want to win every game. They want you to play well every game. And I understand that part of it. And that's why I'm not in great agreement with it. I keep going back to the double yeah. winning year, Paul. We lost 5 1 to Arsenal the week before we played in the double winning year. Is that right? Yeah. And I remember the supporters saying it must mm-hmm. maybe be the worst team. It's ever wow. going to represent Celtic, and it was in such an important year, and we ended up winning the double. Winning the double, you know. He lost five one to Arsenal. Arsenal? Yeah. yeah. Where was the game? Celtic Park. Wow. Yeah, we only Archdeacon scored that last. Oh, yeah. I always remember yeah. that. But five uh, one, and I mean a thousand. Wow. We were awful. Was it Ian Wright and all that? Was it before that? No, yeah, before. It could have been. It could have been. been. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell sure. you. I think it was playing. Come on, as a sob and scored actually. Martin Hayes. Oh, of course. Who was the Celtic player? I think Martin. Come on, for a while. I don't <laughs> yeah. think Charlie was there at that particular no. time. Uh-huh. You know, but they were a good side, but they weren't that good. Charlie had gone by then. <laughs> you know, yeah. they weren't that good, uh-huh. and they beat yeah. us five-one. You know, and as I remember going off that pitch that day, thinking, "Wow, we're struggling." And then the following week, and then we just kicked on. And that double one year, it was something special. And that shows you what can happen. Scottish Open at the weekend. I mentioned what a weekend it was, and Rory McIlroy, for the first time ever, has won in competitive golf in Scotland. He'd never won, and he's been coming here since he was what thir- for thirteen years. Yeah, I was really disappointed with these Scots lad, you know, because Bob McIntyre, yeah. he'd done ever so well, you know, yeah. and you played ever so well, and you've played at your best. But champions, we're talking about the mm-hmm. tennis champions, just never know when they're beat, Paul. They've just got that mentality. They've just got, they know how to hold the moment, you know, and. As you say, when people come out and top at that as well, it's, it takes a type of character because you're thinking, you're sitting in the clubhouse thinking near enough you've won and all of a sudden somebody comes up with the performance that he did and great Third credit to him. the last two, yeah. sorry. And great wow. credit to him yeah. because, listen, he showed his, his true colours for his, his... They talk about it's an individual sport, but during that live thing, he, he kept really strong on that as an individual for everyone else. You know, so great credit to him and it's nice to see someone getting other awards for that. It sure is. If you want to speak to Peter Grant, give us a call 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show, keeping you up to date as the build-up to the new season begins. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show, Peter Grant is with me, Paul Cooney. Tomorrow night, 
We're going to be here with Mark Guidi. Mark will be here. And then on Wednesday, Craig Moore, back from his travels, he'll be with us. And then Stephen McGinn on Thursday and Andy Walker on Friday. So tonight it's Peter... And Paul, I'm afraid you've got. I'm getting <laughs> no, I heard you were Rob McLean. I'm still. I've smartened up a bit. Exactly. Okay, I'm never going to be at that. No, you need level, a wee bit of designer stubble or something like that. Right? Okay. Clean shaving because you're always a yeah. macho. Yeah. Oh, that's the one thing I'll get. <laughs> Thank you. The one thing. <laughs> Peter Grant is here on a day when, well, the headlines at the moment. Brendan Rogers says, you know, never say never again uh, about Kieran Tierney. And what else would he say? But you never know. Um, Celtic close to signing the South Korean midfielder Kwon Hyuk and for Rangers the top story Scott Wright is ready to go he will be going to Turkey the deal's just about done to newcomers Pendik Spor so Ryan Kent's over in Turkey so no, I think it's important as I say these boys I'm sure I've spoke to Michael and says what's my playing time going to be it's going to be yeah. a bit part and I think if you're going to be a bit part go and play you know yeah. go and play and Scott Arfield's done the exact same thing Scott's went away and think big Rangers man at the end of the day, I want to come in. I'm fit enough to play and continue to play. I want to be doing that week in, week out as much as I possibly can. Because the careers are short sure. and you want to play. I mean, I left Celtic at 32, but I stopped yeah. playing at 37, 38. I know, I know. You know, because yeah. when I went and to Bournemouth went, and that, I still played at Bournemouth. Where did you go initially? Initially, I went to Norwich. Norwich, I thought I, it was. I left yeah, Norwich yeah. at 35. I went John Jankwell's got your hairstyle. Yeah, right, you know, exactly. Long, See, they were looking obviously at that particular time. I still, I've did, I still had hair at that particular somebody time. Somebody did, you still do. Somebody sent a picture in, and I thought it was Todd Cantwell, but it was you from... I, I know who it was. Exactly. That, so I'm saying nothing. <laughs> a friend of yours. <laughs> Absolutely. A, a big Rangers fan <laughs> who was, uh, yeah... Um, Hope his head's burnt because he's in hold at this moment. Oh time. my goodness! Yeah, look at uh, <laughs> the temperatures. Absolutely on so, the continent. No, no, I mean, it's frightening, frightening, frightening for frightening And I know people do listen all over the world to yeah. this. Hope you're okay. Yeah, absolutely. Whatever you Be are, safe. it's frightening, isn't it? No, absolutely, hundred sure percent. Peter, how did we get into that there? Because we were talking about him, talking about my hair when I was at Norwich. What about Jack Butland mentioning Norwich? He's in the media today. You know, big interviews with him. So he's saying him at a great age. What is he, 30? Um, and then when you read it, he had seven England caps. You know, he was Man United's understudy. Okay, it was the De Gea because Dean Henderson was away on loan. Um, but So he's got so much talent. What do you feel and how is he going to do this season at Rangers? I think about the particular time we were at Birmingham, Jack would have went to any of the top teams in England. Right. I'm talking about yeah. Liverpool's, Manchester United's at that particular time. Unfortunately, getting an injury, as I say. How old was he roughly then? Oh, he, he was 20? only young. Yeah, 18. he was only young. Okay. But he was already chapman the door for England mm -hmm. at that particular time. He had all the, the, the attributes, size, you name it. A perfect specimen for a goalkeeper. And as I say, I'm, I'm delighted as well for him that he's not decided, even though people are talking about Manchester United's at number two, staying there. I'm delighted these guys want to go out and play. I think it's so important for young players. And a goalkeeper, 30 years of age is nothing. You know, look how what it's done for Joe. Joe looks like a spring chicken at Celtic mm -hmm. because of the fact he's come up here and he's been playing. You know, and he wants to continue to play. You're talking about a goalkeeper, like you're talking about Alan McGregor's evening tomorrow evening. We wish him great success Absolutely. in that, you know, yep. against Newcastle. Sell out. Yeah, yep. brilliant. And you're saying to yourself, look at that. So he could have another 10 years mm -hmm. of playing, you know. And listen, but... Yeah, again, I keep saying, and this is a, a thumbs up to the Scottish game, you end up with 50-odd thousand at Ibrox 
that'll be the, some of the biggest crowds that you'll have played in front of because yeah. being a Man United sub is alright standing mm. sitting at the side but when you're the goalkeeper in front yeah. of the supporters and you're the one that's getting judged all the time look at the Gea how brilliant he's oh, been yeah. and the criticism he still sure. takes you know what I mean so it's a very unforgiving position but definitely if Jack's fully fit he's a top quality goalkeeper there is absolutely and he'd, he'd a very level head on him and a great Did work he? ethic mm-hmm. I always remember that as a kid and he was a Man United fan so it's a big move for him isn't it to say right? because you know we hope that the new keeper doesn't get injured, but Andre Onana is on his way, isn't he? And a really good keeper from yeah. Milan. Yeah, but you can see that with the t- way Manchester United under Ten Hag, and Ten Hag had yeah. him. And they, I mean, you see that, he's like a sweeper. He comes out in the middle of the pitch yeah. and then mm-hmm. makes his passes, you know, better than most outfield players. Yeah. I'd have been delighted to be able to pass the ball away. <laughs> he does. That's a very good point <laughs> for the younger listener. <laughs> you know, honestly, God, he's amazing. No. You know, yeah, he's amazing sure. with it. And I mean, picks passes right. And, and you see how important it's been to Manchester City. Yep. With Ederson. Uh, the, the importance of his distribution for his feet and his confidence to start the build and take people out of the game and I see Manchester United are obviously looking at that and they think that's probably the thing that let David down but he was still a top quality goalkeeper let's not kid ourselves so that's a great point Rangers tomorrow night it kicks off in earnest I know it's a friendly but you know it's Newcastle United coming to town they've got Champions League this year and a lot to play for more importantly from our point of view Go Radio and the football show what about Rangers so will Alan McGregor start in goal tomorrow I know he's been training with the team I'm so, sure he will yeah. I'm sure he will you know and as I say, he deserves it. You know, I know it's the second time he's come back to Rangers, obviously. But he was a top quality goalkeeper. As I say, I only play some behind Andy Gorham, God yeah. rest him. Mm-hmm. That's the only guy that I'd see. And, and you talk about the quality of goalkeeper because the first goalkeeper I played against was Peter McCloy. Yeah, well, the so, Girvan uh, Lighthouse. Exactly. Yeah. So it tells yeah. you all the quality goalkeepers Rangers have had, the mm-hmm. Clausies and the Jim Stewart's, not even at that particular time. Yeah. I meant Stuart Kennedy, obviously, was before mm-hmm. my time. But all these goalkeepers they talked about, and I think he's looked at Jack's looked at that himself. Yeah. But Alan McGregor, as I say, I can only place him in second place behind Andy Gorham. So who are you looking forward to seeing then tomorrow night? The Rangers fans will be looking. We talked about Cyril Desers. We heard from him last week. Sam Lammers, Leon Balligan, who came in just the other day. We'll cover with Leon King being injured. Kieran Dowell, yep. whom you know well, you know about him. Dujon Sterling, he's been injured. We know that. He didn't train last week. And Abdallah Sima. So any of those you'd want to, to mention? Well, well the, the interesting thing, sometimes you get to know managers. And mm-hmm. as I say, that's what I used to judge quite a lot down when I was watching and coaching down the road it wasn't yeah. watching the players you'd be watching managers you knew what time they were going to make substitutes and how their, yeah. their systems mm-hmm. were playing what sort of would they put a defender on or attacker so on so this was you up against this on the managers up against them, right. you were thinking sure. what's he doing what's his bench like yeah. and I remember Michael always speaking about Liverpool when yeah. Liverpool were really good and they played with the front three mm-hmm. when you had Salah right. you know and Manny and all yeah. that so you're looking with the players he's bringing in Firmino. is that yeah. sort of way he's going to play is he going to play with the wide players coming in inside yeah. because there's a lot of guys that like to come in off their opposite foot you know what Salah does obviously at Liverpool yeah, yeah. and are they going to play with that tight three which are always them three midfield players in the middle of the pitch because they seem to have a lot of that I know you need a, a squad and we talked about that with Rangers but to get that balance because Dowell can play in that area you know Lammers were here and plays on that side as well you know uh, can play coming in as, I think it's Lammers that comes in off his left mm-hmm. side you know, and you've got that, you've got Todd Cantwell who can play as a 10 but can play on the the, the, the left of mm-hmm. that coming in on his right foot. So is it going to be that sort of system he's going to play? So it's more of the things you'll be looking at in pre-season. If I'm going to scout Rangers and think I've got them in the first games mm-hmm. of the season, what's their shape more like? Because the play, personnel may change. Yeah. 
but it's more what the shape's going to be more than anything else what they're going to play against and the Rangers fans they would love to see that kind of play or would they it's exciting of course. if you can get the ball in the back of the net it's, uh, well, it's easy on the eye isn't it <laughs> well Liverpool went forward exactly. very very sure. quick and got the full backs up the line and mm. as you say Alexander and Robertson yep. at that period of time had the most assists in English football yep. European football at that particular time they were very successful with it but it meant they'd always three bodies three strikers in the mm -hmm. box with two supporting midfield players and with the players that Rangers are getting I'm thinking it's looking more like that than people say oh maybe sitting with two sitting there maybe in Europe if you were involved in Europe all that sort of stuff you're thinking well we need to have that balance a little bit different you know or like Celtic last year we kept saying they could change it mm -hmm. well, we've got three up there but we'll use day three to come on and keep it fresh again so maybe something he's looking at but that's what I would be looking more at what's the system going to be because we know the personnel maybe slightly different in some areas of the pitch what, a striker may play a certain way and another striker may play a different way might like to come towards the ball where one maybe likes to run down the side or whatever and then you've got the other boys coming in as I say opposite foot you know who's your midfielders you know because Dowell and all that play in there and I wouldn't say they're wide players for me no. that, that's me looking yeah. at it that's mm -hmm. me maybe Michael sees it differently but I wouldn't see them as wide players I'd see them more central in that central area as in if they played three central midfield players Jackie's been on the socials at Go Football Show and she says Peter what do you think of Danilo what, what are they going to have if Rangers get him from, fi from Feyenoord goals Mm -hmm. I, I, I've watched him he's sharp in the box and as I say and I think the big thing for him is he likes to score mm. and, and I think as I say every time I look during the pre-season friendlies all he seems to do is any goal that's scored he's, and it's not the you know, when sometimes Dutch teams play they used to play against teams and they'd win about 15-0 because they liked their strikers and that and the team to go up to a certain level so they used to play friendlies against teams to, and the Italians do that as well but they're playing against games that's winning 3-1 and he's getting the first goal so it tells me you know, one, he's starting the games. So the manager still has not yeah, yeah. ruled him out in firing or that's for sure. And he's scoring goals. And if you're getting somebody coming with that confidence, they just get into the habit, Paul. If you've got a goal scorer who keeps scoring goals, they get in the habit and, and they don't lose it. You know? So I think that's what Michael's looking for. And he knows he was short of that in that area probably last year. As I say, Cholak for me, I think, I didn't let the Rangers down. No, he didn't. I think there was other yeah. players that did. Sure. You know, and I think Cholak obviously has been surplus because of the, the change of the guard, not because of his performances. Sometimes your face just doesn't fit, Absolutely, doesn't it? Yeah. absolutely. And once they play a different style, so, mm -hmm. and you can get money for them. Yeah. You can get money for them. Where it's interesting to see Morelos has still not got a club. Indeed. You know? Yeah. You're not allowed to mention him anymore. No, no, no. But you understand goes, no, I'm, what I'm, saying. I'm kidding. I know, I mean, exactly. Saying, Paul, I agree. Yeah. Everybody was supposed to be knocking the door down for him. Sure. I think they were three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> God almighty. I know. Frank McAvenny 10 years ago <laughs> oh, that was only the polls <laughs> I'll tell you who's not coming to Rangers or Celtic is Lukaku could be on his way to Juventus do you see that he obviously he's been on loan but Juventus fans Inter. are not happy because are they not no, no because so he's coming from Chelsea obviously but, you, yeah. but also the fact that he, if you remember an interview he'd done he said about AC Milan and Juventus, there's no way, he said, any team I ever time, any time I sorry, I come back to Italy, yeah. I'll only be Inter. Nobody. Not Juventus, not AC Milan. But, so I think he was supposed oof. to be getting a medical a day. Yeah. And I think the supporters have actually turned up giving him a bit of a hard time, wow. actually. You know, so they're not wanting that to happen. I'm quite surprised because I like Valovic. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's how you say it. I like him. So I think if he moves out the door, 
He's a top striker And I wouldn't surprise If he came at the Premier League Why would you say Something like that It is the old This is the only club I ever wanted to play for Why would you say it Especially a player like You know he's been All over the place at, You know Everton Man U That's, Chelsea Absolutely Listen he was successful At Inter under uh, Conte There is no getting away From mm. that But at the end of the day Football is like yeah. that The club sometimes Can get rid of you sure. And that's why I, I'm a, I've said to you many times About kissing the badge you know yeah. it means nothing did you ever kiss the badge oh no, no no I loved the badge but I never kissed it oh, no. you know because at the end of the day my, I was only going there for that period of time you know did you do it in secret <laughs> no there no, was no, no, no I was just fortunate enough to pull the jersey on did so that, that was the did way you I take it home to, in front oh, of the mirror and, hey yeah. one thing Paul yeah. I never swapped it at any yeah. time why they were hard enough to get for me that's the difference well, you know they were yeah. hard enough to get for me so for I never anybody ever, yeah. yeah so I never thought I never knew if it was going to be my last one, so that's why I never swapped it. How many games did you play for Celtic? Oh, well, some people say 523. I don't know, Paul. There's all mm. different numbers. People go into whatever social media and look them up, and it's yeah. 400 and something. It's and then all the ones are five and sure. not. Yeah. You know, so I never, I'm not one for that. As I say, I was fortunate enough, I'd done one, so that's all I remember. I'd done, I'd done one, so, so I was happy to do one. So. And you mentioned your first game there. Peter McCloy was in for Rangers. Yeah. Imagine being thrown in. Uh, your first game is the Derby. It's phenomenal. Full house at Ibrox. Mm. And, and at that particular you time, you had the Celtic support behind the goal. I know. And half yeah, the yeah. main stand. Yeah. You know, it was a fantastic atmosphere. And listen, it was something special. But obviously, the big disappointment was Bobby Williamson. And he, he's not short and let me know about it all the time. They give you a stick about <laughs> it. And I met Jimmy Nichol. Jimmy was sent off that day, wasn't he? Jimmy the week yeah. there. And he was talking to me about it. I'm making your name. I'll be, I just remember you get sent off as well. And then you get sent back to Toronto. So I always give him a bit of hard time. Still talking about it. That's uh, what a career he had, eh? Uh, Man United, fantastic. Rangers, Toronto. Fantastic. And Northern Ireland, of yeah, course. Yeah. And, and management. He's back there as well. He's back right. there with Michael, yeah. I think, working with the national team as well, Jimmy. What's happening with Harry Kane? I see Ange Postacoglu in Sky at the moment as we look at it. So they're in Australia now, aren't they, for the pre-season friendly? Surprise, surprise. Oops. Ange has got Tottenham over there. Uh, um, so what do you think? Karen McCluskey's the other person on the board that I should have mentioned um, there uh, at SPFL so what do you think Harry Kane is he going to move well it looks very much like that Paul and I'll, uh, the reason I'm saying that is because why would you keep it going so long and say mm-hmm. oh we don't know you know as in they're saying nothing I'm expecting Harry to get back to training in a few days talking to the manager see what the plan is and then come out and say listen contract because well, we've talked they'll leave you in that seemingly mm-hmm. come out and said he's going to go for him 400, 500 thousand pounds and then yeah. the ambassador after he finishes What's he on the mo- he's only on 280,000 a week isn't he uh, yeah but, I'm joking about uh, that all goal scoring bonuses yeah, and all yeah, that as well sure. so, 400 uh, uh, grand a week you know so they were talking about that but also in years to come sort of Michael Jordan scenario yeah, still yeah. playing it after it and that that's so f- he's getting that uh, but the f- interesting thing for me was yesterday was that Uli Hoonis came out and said if he's telling the truth Harry Kane He'll be here as a Bayern player. That's right. He's if indicated. He stick, if he sticks right, to his to word, what he sold him. Yeah, or his sti- people have told him. Yeah, if he sticks to his word, he'll be a Bayern Munich player. And I can't see it going anywhere. The thing I'll give Harry Kane his, his credit for, mm-hmm. he's not through his dummy out of the nope. pram. He's not wanted to stay at home. He's not not turned up for training, which we see these guys that think they're good football players mm-hmm. don't want to turn up to training and throw the dummy out of the pram so they get the move. He's done everything right. Oh, there's no sign of a dummy. No, <laughs> you're not. Do you know what I mean? Spin, you're right. And he's there. Absolutely. And he's made all those... Uh, Absolutely. And he's over yeah, there. He's sure. done his business and he's turned up there. And he's maybe still said to the manager, listen, I want to move mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. But unless you've got the right price, I know I understand that. But then, I'll, okay, I'll go next year for nothing. So you can either make your 100 or 80 million or whatever it is, but next year I'll be going. Do you think Ange is the magic of Ange might play a part in this? 
No, I think it's no. beyond that. Yeah. I don't think it's anything to do with Ange no. either way, in any shape or form. You can kind of hear that from what Ange is saying as well, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah. Ange is saying, look, he's here, whatever, but I'm yeah. getting on with things. Absolutely, yeah. and I think he has to. He's got to prepare both ways with it. And listen, if he ends up getting 70 or 80 million, it's very, very difficult even to replace Harry Kane with that or type some money. But he was trying to balance something. He maybe go for a little bit more pace up front. He maybe play Young through mm. the middle, who he knows can play as a striker. But not Harry Kane. Harry Kane's very, very difficult. Uh, to replace there's no doubt of that for Tottenham and that's why you maybe see yeah. a Valovic maybe end up there yep. you know something like that because something always pops up somewhere you know to surprise you but the way it's looking is I think Kane will be going to buy him and we should say at the weekend the most expensive player in Britain the transfer fee wise Declan Rice going from your old club West Ham to Arsenal he's given everything to West Ham hasn't he any departing gift 105 million what do you think about the deal and how's he going to do listen I think it he was tremendous for West Ham United, you know, and it's a great credit to the club. And even to be fair to David Sullivan and that they spoke about last year, you know, that he'd done, I don't know what it was, £10 million in wages he, he lost out in last year because they'd offered him a new contract. And the way the, the kid went about his business, as I say, professionalism, led for the front, trained and played really well, but I didn't obviously see, I almost see him, uh, I can see his character, you know, bouncing through and lifting everyone, how delighted he was when they won. He was another one who just got on with his business. You know, let everybody else take care of it. This is my decision. This is what I want to do. And hopefully you can make that money and get the money you're looking for. And great credit to him. So, listen, you hope he goes and be a great success because he seems a right good character. You know, he seems as if he's got a wee bit about him for a young man. And I think that's important going into any dressing room. And I definitely think it's a fantastic signing for Arsenal. Who's coming and going at Rangers and at Celtic and maybe at your club? That's next. The Go Radio Football Show, keeping you up to date as the build-up to the new season begins. Let's go! This time tomorrow night, Mark Guidi will be here. Will there be more signings? Scott Wright looks to be out the door at Rangers. And when I say that's about a half a million pound fee, some of that will go to Aberdeen, where he came from, of course, two and a half years ago. And Rangers fans will remember what he did for Rangers in the Cup Final just over a year ago against Hearts. Yeah, they will. And listen, and fortunate enough, as I say, I worked with Scott with the Scotland with the yeah. National Twenty mm. Ones, and he had electric pace. I always thought he was better when he was running forward and he was put in that area because you don't like playing against pace, you know. And I remember the first game. Unfortunately, we played Czech Republic, and it was him and Ollie Burke up front. So you tell There's how quick they were, you know, yeah. but how quick they were. And unfortunately, and right away in the game, Scott's unbelievable run, getting at the box, hamstring went. Yeah. It was it was that quick. But the next thing he just pulled up and missed the rest of the tournament. So that was unfortunate for us. But listen, good luck to him and I hope it's a great success. That can be a tough one as well, isn't it? Oh, if absolutely. You, if you get the hamstring man. going. Yeah, yep. he's a young man. So good luck to Scott Celtic uh, the weekend. Still waiting to find out about the South Korean player coming. Looks as though that is going to happen. Uh, the Celtic fans will be looking for a couple of really big signings because there's money in the kitty. And Brendan Rodgers will want to put his own stamp on the team we talked about Rangers and Jack Butland who might come who might go Glenn Kamara you'd imagine he's too good not to play regularly isn't he Kamara yeah yeah I think he's a really good player I think he's been a bit unfortunate you know in Michael's time since he's came back he's wanted to adjust it and Glenn's found himself on the outside of it doesn't take away the fact he's a good player you know there's no getting away from that but he could find himself back down in England there's absolutely no doubt of that because obviously he's still playing with the national team as people still see his performances there um, and I think listen he could go with his head held high you know with the job he's done for Rangers when he played for Rangers uh, so but because of the amount of bodies you're getting in we're talking about Turnbull at Celtic yeah. and all these sort of guys Glenn's probably in that sort of bracket I want to play now I'm at that stage yeah. I want to play 
and I'm sure the heel of people looking at uh, as I say getting probably back down south Ian's been on asking you mentioned David Turnbull the Celtic fans like him and why wouldn't they Scotland as well I know we've got some great midfield players but how good is he? I really like him yeah. I think unfortunately the first bit when he had injury when he signed and whatever and that was held up a little bit I think he's got a great knack. He's, he wants to strike. He's got that confidence. He's an ability to have strike from distance. A midfielder who scores goals is so important. You know, but he's a good player. I think he sees pictures as well. I think he's got that little bit of quality. But yeah, again, it's been difficult for him to try and affect games when you're just coming on. You've only got a short period of time. And that's why he's, he's either had to come on and score a goal or people are, oh, he's not done very much in the game. I was impressed with him when he came on in the games last year. You know, and it's very, very difficult to come on in that Celtic midfield and to have an effect in their periods. And I thought he'd done really well, whether he was creating chances and people maybe have missing opportunities or having shots at goal himself or scoring goals. So it's a great thing that he's got, but he's got to get to a stage, and I'm sure he will get to a stage that he wants to play more often. And listen, as we said, that maybe changed completely under Brendan. So let me throw this at you. Brendan Rodgers improves players. Agreed? Yeah. That was one of yeah, his strengths absolutely. when he came to Celtic. Um who do you think he could take and say look what he did with James Forrest look what he did with Scott Brown and Scott Brown talked about it he invited him for lunch he didn't know what to bring to the new gaffer and look what he did for Scott Brown's career so David Turnbull might be one of them Haksabanovich are other players you think that, that you've seen that if you were managing Celtic you could probably get more from I think you will I think every one of them Callum McGregor you'll still think you'll get more yeah. from Callum you'll add something to his game or you'll as I say I look at the midfield for instance because you're a midfield yeah. player and I look and say, well, what could this midfield add to it with somebody like Keogh or the striker? And I keep saying about that early pass forward at times, you know, yeah. the one that takes the, the defences out because Keogh will make such good runs. Can we see that a little bit earlier at times? And we have got that quality, you know, in the middle of the pitch. Yeah. It's just making sure that they're brave enough to do it, you know, bring that to it. So you've you've got, the first look's got to be that way. You're always told as a midfield player, first place, look, look forward, yeah. you know, if you can. Can you create that opportunity? And I think there's a lot of Celtic players can do that. And I'm sure if I was sitting in that dressing room now, the one thing I'd be wanting to do is make sure I'm trying to be the best trainer, I'm trying to be the best player in the, the pre-season games, I'm trying to do that so the manager's looking at me thinking, oh, can't leave him out. And that's what you want to do. And I know it's a big squad of players you've got to try and help and fulfil, but there's a lot of them. And as I say, if you get 1%, 2% for each one of them, that's a massive improvement. You know, and then you put that to the team. You know, you're talking about yeah, <laughs> a 20% rise in your, your outfield players. You know, on a match day, that's magic if you can manage to do that. Is there more to come from Hatati, for example? Of course. Listen, they're all young men. And the way football is now, they're playing a lot longer. It's not when you get to 30, 32, people used to think you were a veteran, you know, and you were hanging in there. You know, all of a sudden, these boys, I spoke about it last week, Teddy Sherring's not playing the Premier League at 40. Yep. You know what I mean? And, and that's a striker's position, but people always say that's most difficult because you've got to get in forward and the game's always going forward. In the middle of the pitch... You know, and you can use it in different ways. Your intelligence makes you play different. And these players all are at a fantastic age. And I still think there's a lot to come for a lot of them, you know, even how good they've been. And as soon as you think you've arrived and done everything as a player, it's always a problem. You've got to make sure you try, how can I make it better? And the thing for me is, sometimes you see these guys coming in the door. That's why I say it's so important to get signings in, not necessarily to replace people, but to push them and people say, oh, there's another top quality one in. That's what I'm talking about Greg Taylor, for instance. Greg's seen, I'd say, a Kieran Tierney, we're just talking yeah. off here, but then Greg would have to go again for how well he played. It was exceptional last year, but then he would have to go again, he prove it again. 
and get better again. And that's the standard you wanted. At the big clubs, that's happening all the time. Sure. That's what it's got to be, Paul, because that's why they remain the big clubs. Look at look at Jesus at um, Manchester City yep. and Agueros. Yep. You think you can't replace one of the top goal scorers sure. and then Haaland comes in and <laughs> blows yep. everything away. But that's the levels you've got to be at. When you're letting an Aguero go and you're letting a Jesus yep. go, this is the sort of level you've got to bring in that quality that you know and Haaland was unbelievable. So that's the same at any top club that you have to replace players with top quality players. Jesus, as we say here in the Garbles. So tomorrow night, Rangers in action against Newcastle United. They're coming to town, Eddie. How it's only just over that's two years ago, wasn't it? We were all in Eddie How watch, but um, we've done that one. Then he went to Newcastle. Ah, he's exceptional, yeah. but he's an exceptional kid as well. Yeah. And listen, I know Eddie well enough, as I said yeah, to you. I know you so do, yeah. Eddie will be desperate to beat Rangers as well. He'll want his team to put on a performance, you know, because that's the type of character he is. You know, he'll want them to play well, he'll want them to set the standards. You know, as soon as they come back in for pre-season, I've no doubt the type of character Eddie was. He'd be wanting them right on the ball for yeah. day one, you know, making sure, like, we need to go again. Everybody's talked about us, we're getting to that. Yeah. European qualifying, now we've got to go again. So I was speaking to a big Rangers fan today, Gordon Park in Hamilton, yeah. and he's really looking forward to this season. And he knows Brendan Rodgers in town, but he knows the seven new signings at Rangers. Michael Beale, it's time for, you know, that team that was the Stephen Gerrard and Michael Beale team and Giovanni. Okay, they've had their day. It's like a new team. And for the, so he's up for the challenge, and many Rangers fans are as well. And quite rightly so, you know, because they're, they're putting the money out there, they're bringing the players in. People questioned that before, but the ones I know are the quality players. You know, I've talked about Dale, we, we talked about Cantwell, mm. we've seen Raskin, you know, we've seen all these guys come. I told you about Jack Blackman, what we think him, yep. how good do we think he is. Then we talk about Roof, you know, is he fit? If he's fit, how good he becomes because he was a top quality player down in the Championship, England, you know. And you've got all these guys coming back and hopefully for them, they can stay clear of the injuries that they've had. You know, and you've got the Hadjis. Are these going to still be part of it or because of the new boys are coming, did they push them out? Because, listen, the wee boy Hadji, when he plays, he can yeah. play. You know, there is absolutely, sure. there is yeah. no doubt of that. So somebody's coming and going to come in and replace him, then it tells you the quality the Rangers are trying to bring in. You know, and it's great because Celtic are doing the same. Celtic have not stood still. They're trying to bring players in. Okay, we probably don't know the names because we've not seen them. We've seen clips of them yeah. on usually YouTubes sure. and all that sort of thing. And some of the other boys we do know. But also the fact that the managers come back, Brendan's come back, and there's only three players, I think, if I'm correct. I think you're right. I think it was Scott Bain, That's right. James Forrest and, and Callum. Gregor. I think they're the only three boys that was there. You know, yeah. so it's a completely new thing mm -hmm. for him, a new team for him. So And he's got to put his stamp on it. So there's, there's all interesting things. Aberdeen, Barry Robson, how yeah. great a job he's done there. Sure. The interesting one's going to be Hearts for me. Uh-huh, yeah. Because I know Frankie's come out and said he's yeah. a manager. Whether right. it was Stephen Naismith, it was a manager. Yeah. Gordon Forrest, we don't know. Yeah. And but, but is that, that not that, for... I, 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 but that's a wee yeah. bit of a concern because mm. Frankie's saying he's got the... That's a concern for sure. me. Because you need clarity you in do. football club. If you're, yeah. if, you're, if you're the manager... Everybody, you've got to do the tactics, you've got to do everything, you've got yeah. to make sure. You're the man that's putting, this is the way we're going to play. And Frankie's seemingly said that the final say will be his. But So that's an interesting mix. So there's different mixes, not just in the football pitch, uh, the football pitch, sorry, but off the pitch as well for the likes of Hearts. You know, because if yeah. you're the manager, you have to show that you've got to do the tactics, you've got to do the organisation. Because mm. let's be honest, you're the one that's going to be taking the criticism. You know what I mean? So... All these interesting things, you put them all together, Barry Robson doing well, mm -hmm. now Stevie Robinson, how could he 
come back, obviously of doing course, exceptional, yeah. then having a wee bit of criticism Absolutely. at the weekend. So it just tells you, as I said to you before, Paul, you're champions for six exactly, weeks. Exactly, and then move on. <laughs> Shoot Kettlewell at Motherwell. Shoot Kettlewell, who was exceptional. Max Johnson, I see the deal's not done yet, but Stum Gratz, it looks as though he's going to go there. And what about young Lennon Miller, the youngest ever scorer for Motherwell? He was already the youngest player, and I see his dad, Lee Miller, came to watch him, flew in from abroad, went up north, and well done to him, scoring at only 16 years, 324 days great for him and I know Lee because he played with young Peter at Falkirk and whatever so they were yeah. teammates and that again smashing kid he was a great help to Peter as a youngster so yeah. I'm delighted that his boys come in and done exceptionally well and long may it continue because we keep saying it it's the best job in the world yeah. bar none yeah. don't get carried away make sure it happens more often make sure you can do it in the biggest stages Go and enjoy every moment of it because, it's, as I say, it's the best game and the best yep. thing to be involved in your life. Good start of the weekend for Kelly, 3-0 against Annan. For Livy as well, Joel Nibley scoring uh, 3-0. He could be a million-pound target. St Johnson beaten 1-0 at Stenhouse Muir. I won't dwell on them. Spartans, as we know, won. Dundee United nil. And Jim Goodwin getting a tough time there. And we know that Morton lost as well. But too early to go into it in big detail. But you kind of... For Jim, it's almost... Uh, Listen, what can I, you say? I know, yeah. listen, supporters not look at it completely different. Yeah. I'm looking for the inside and you're thinking, listen, as I said last year, I said Aberdeen would come third in the league yeah. and Jim was in charge. They came third, sure. but it was Barry was in it was charge. His team, I know. You know, know. Dun yeah. United, I thought Jim was a great uh, manager for them at that, that period of time. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. Then you have this, and I've seen this all happen before, Paul. I wouldn't surprise me if Dun United going to win the championship. That wouldn't surprise me, at least under Jim. First prediction of the season. How's it going to go tomorrow night? Look, I know it's a friendly, but Newcastle against Rangers? I think Rangers will win because I think they're, they're probably up to speed a little bit more than probably Newcastle and they're back a little bit later. But I know the type of Eddie is, he'll want a performance in front of 50-odd thousand people. And I just hope it's a great night for Alan because he's thoroughly deserved it. He's been a great goalkeeper for Rangers and the Scotland national team. Great credit to him, so I hope it's a smashing night. And then Wednesday morning, how's your Wednesday morning? You're covering Celtic's game in yes, Japan. Yes, I am. I wish I was over there to watch it. You know, you're not I mean? going? No, no, still time. no, no, I'm watching it. I'm doing it on the Celtic TV, so I'm really looking forward to that. Scoreline? I know I know it's pre-season, but... I don't care, I'm just saying Celtic win. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Grant says it's Celtic for me. Thank you. Um, yeah, that's all Wednesday morning, isn't yeah, it? Wednesday yeah, Wednesday morning. I think it's 11 o'clock kick-off in the morning, 11 a.m. Peter, that's us running out of time. Thanks oh, so much for quite, joining us. Thanks very yeah. much, Paul, for having Quite a weekend, another good night tonight. And Mark Guidi is here with all the latest tomorrow night at five. Thanks, Peter. Up next, it's the news. And then after that, Jokal Day. The Go Radio Football Show, keeping you up to date as the build-up to the new season begins. Let's go!